travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, episode 96, Active in Asia. Staying fit is not only good for your health, but a great way to enjoy holiday time. When we travel, we often find ourselves looking for a way to keep active and also see things in a different way. On this episode, we're going to chat about the active pursuits we enjoy while traveling and share some of our favorites to help you work up a sweat while exploring and having fun on your next trip to Asia. From Bangkok, Thailand, this is Scott Coates, and with me as always, usually in another country, is... <laughs> hey, Scott. Trevor Ranges here. I'm at the Hotel Soma Devi Angkor Boutique in Siem Reap, Cambodia. Mm, I hope they threw you some money for that shout-out. <laughs> no, but uh, they've been really nice to me. This is a really nice place to stay, so uh, I don't mind giving it to them. That's cool. Well, um, you know, as we approach 100, I, when I said 96 at the beginning, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of episodes. Sometimes we have to dig a little deeper for what we're going to talk about. And this one seemed kind of vaguely familiar, and now I know why, because uh, we'll get to it later, but we kind of touched on being active on an earlier episode but you know this one came about because just um I, I think when i travel and i know you're kind of the same maybe we don't plan to be active but we end up doing active stuff huh yeah you know i as an active person i enjoy doing active things but i never thought about looking for things to do to keep active um, until a few years ago, my friend Albert was in Phnom Penh, and uh, he needed to find a gym. And I never even considered that. But uh, even last year, I was on Koh Rong, uh, one of the islands here in Cambodia. Mm -hmm. And this guy at my hotel, he told me that he had chosen that place because it was the only one on the island with a gym. Huh. And so I guess it makes sense that people who are kind of fitness freaks would look for fitness opportunities on their holidays, just as bird watchers would go to places where there's going to be birds. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, I used to run a travel company so I do remember people on occasion saying like oh does it have a gym or I need a gym I, I don't generally look for a formal gym but I, I, I get it there's those kind of people there and then you know you threw in a pro and con which is is a really good one is he said you know really sweaty clothes sometimes can be a problem like if you're moving on to the next place and those clothes aren't totally dry they can be stinky so kind of we weren't into the tips yet but I thought that was a really interesting one you put in and yeah I think one thing about being active is you've got to also conscious plan like okay I just finished jogging where can I hang these clothes in the room where they're going to dry or if I rinse them out or wash them where can I get them dry because there is nothing that sucks more than than moving on with those semi-wet clothes that really stink and you know something I added to this tip is that a lot of little convenience stores in Asia sell single use or very small packs of washing detergent, which I generally travel with, which is really handy to give your stuff a quick wash. Yeah, I don't know about that because I don't like the single use plastic, but just like your hotel uh, shampoo, you know, they usually yeah. have like a, you know, just using that in the sink. But, uh, you know, that made me think of like the sweaty clothes, like that happens here in Southeast Asia a lot. Like I was out at Encore yesterday and by like 8.30 a.m. I was like soaked through. So even when you're not necessarily uh, exercising, but that made me think of like maybe one of the 
cons would be having to pack specific gear for whatever type of fitness you're into. Because later in the show, I mentioned like we we both like to play tennis, mm. and I mentioned like some tennis courts that people could use. But then you'd have to bring your tennis rackets with you. But at the same time, like if you're into fitness, like running shorts, like those types of things do dry quickly. And like the board shorts I use because I like to swim, they dry quickly. So maybe like bringing particular fitness gear could be like a pro as much as it is as a con. I mean, you know, like a good pair of running shoes that are lightweight are good for packing. Mm. And at the same time, uh, you know, you, you want to bring them with you, right? If you're going to do anything like like jogging. Yeah. And you know, that said it, I mean, it can really just tie into to, uh, traveling smart with clothes. Because I think of some of my shorts that are like, I can wear them out just walking around exploring an area. I can wear them on a hike. I could wear them on an afternoon bike ride and I could wear them jogging. And, you know, so much clothing now is kind of like, you know, dry tech type fabric, quicker dry stuff. So, yeah, with just buying a few key pieces of clothing, I think that one's pretty obviously uh, solved too, right? So, um, yeah, so we're going to talk ab- about some destinations in, in Asia that we like doing stuff. Um, we're going to also share a Google map on this. So make sure you check out the show notes on Talk Travel Asia. Dot com And just before we get too, too far out, thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon who um, sponsor us. You can do that from $1 a month upwards. On the left side of our homepage is a little button called Donate or go to Patreon.com. And uh, Trevor and I pay for the editing, the hosting out of our own pockets. And we appreciate the financial love that some of you show us to uh, make this whole thing happen. So, um, Trevor, why don't uh, you take us on from here? Um, yeah, where do you want to start with like some of the things that we like to do when we travel? I mean, I obviously, I like to swim. Mm. Um, I, I swim to stay in shape. Uh, yep. I always have like a small, it's not like a snorkel mask, but it's bigger than... Uh, than a, than a swim mask. Hmm. It, my dad got it from when his he was doing the Ironman days. The, the Italians. I'll I'll put a link to the mask if people want to to have it because it's a great travel mask. I when I swim. Uh, you know, like in the ocean, you can use it to snorkel, but I like to swim to to exercise. Hmm. Um, yeah, or again, just like some good walking shoes. I like to walk a lot. I like to you know, black from my travel writing days. I, I I like to spend hours just walking around a new destination on my first day. Yeah. Um. So having like you know some good walking shoes uh with me uh is nice yeah i i mentioned earlier i that i you you mentioned it earlier that we kind of did an episode like this before mm. um, but it was like day hikes in asia yeah and yeah so, so like i really enjoy walking and i really enjoy swimming so uh th- those are things for me to look out for but uh you know once we started brainstorming this episode i realized you know there is a lot more to it you you mentioned like yoga clothes maybe earlier mm. uh yeah, just, uh, you know, things that lightweight clothing just to kind of do anything because you never know what you're going to come across when you're traveling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, man, without tooting our own horns, when you put a note that, hey, episode 44, we did day hikes in Asia, I went back and just had a look at that. And there's some great tips there. Like, um, we had somebody email us recently, and he said, I'm going to go to here and here and here. What do you recommend? And I realized pretty much everything he asked is on our on our website. We've done an episode. So that's great. But you know, you were saying footwear. I try and pick a pair of shoes that I can kind of like walk and explore, but also maybe go for a jog. Um, you know, I haven't done this, but with sites like Meetup and stuff, you can also find jogging clubs or swimming clubs or maybe a tennis club. Um, I know people that seek out yoga classes when they're traveling. I mean, I love Google Maps for looking at a city and kind of being like, ooh, where there's a green space or where's there a park? And could I walk over there and then have a jog or something? So I kind of like using some tools like that as I go. And I generally travel um, with like even like a fold up sheet 
sheet. I don't do yoga, but then I can do exercises on the floor and stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's how I kind of equip myself. Why don't we go country to country? Because that's how we sort of did the notes. And I'm going to throw in one first for Cambodia, where you are now. And you might actually go to this exact spot here today. But um, within the Angkor Historical Park, one of the old cities uh, is called Angkor Tom. And around it is a massive wall that's three kilometers on each side. And I really love to either mountain bike or walk or jog atop that wall. And every kind of side of it has a gate so you could do it in three kilometer pieces or the whole thing for 12 and I always just enjoy like yeah like walking biking or hiking atop it it's a little single track path and for that matter around the outside of the moat of Angkor Wat like the outer outer moat that is always to me like super fun thing to do yeah you know and that that actually was on our uh, episode 44 day hikes and again people could go to the show notes to go to the link to that episode because uh, i remember you putting that there but uh, yesterday i climbed to the top of phnom bakheng okay. uh, which is just inside the angkor archaeological park and just a little hike like that i went up for the sunrise it was awesome. There was only 12 people up there for sunrise, uh, which no is way. quite a contrast from Angkor Wat. Hmm. Yeah, but there's Phnom Kraum, Phnom Bok, uh, Phnom Kulen. Um, there's a bunch of really good uh, hikes that you could do here in uh, in Siem Reap as well that are you know going up a hill. And actually, because I was working and I was trying to hit a lot of sites yesterday, I jogged a bit up the hill. I jogged down the hill. You know, so having those lightweight running shoes uh, really came in handy yesterday. Yeah, on the on the theme of foot power, another one that I love to do in Phnom Penh, the capital, is just jogging along the boulevards and riverfront. So, I mean, one of the great things that the French sort of left there is these beautiful boulevards, and you can start at the boulevard that Independence Monument is on and sort of run south towards Naga World, then turn left into Baton Park. That'll go and then bring you out in front of the uh, palace, then run along the riverfront to the end and back. And that's good for about a seven kilometer run. And yeah, that's just one of my favorites to do. And you get to see people out exercising, selling things like absolutely one of my, my favorite things. And then I know you have a unique one involving swimming in Phnom Penh that I wouldn't have thought about, but great idea. Well, you know, and even here at the Soma Devi Boutique, I, I, I didn't bring my swim goggles because I just assumed I wouldn't swim, but their pool here is 25 meters. So like, uh, again, I should really bring my mask everywhere. Mm. But in Phnom Penh, I swim at a, at a gym that's called The Place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only a 25 meter pool, but it's a, it's a good lap pool. And they also have all sorts of fitness classes and they have gym equipment. Uh, there's a TRX place in Phnom Penh that you can go to as a traveler. Uh, when Albert came to visit, he went to the Cambodiana Hotel which has a pool and a gym and day passes. So there's lots of gyms in Phnom Penh mm-hmm. uh, where people can go for a day if they're traveling. There's you know there's people at the place that are here on holiday. Okay. Um, but again, like I like to participate in activities. So there are tennis courts at Olympic Stadium that mm-hmm. my friend Evan discovered recently. Oh, and cool. uh, there's a rock climbing wall. Huh. There's a rock climbing wall in Phnom Penh called the Phnom Penh Climb. Huh. And uh, we recently did a whole episode on climbing in Asia. Uh, so again, people can go to the show notes for that because there's a climbing gym in Bangkok. And again, that's more fun exercise for me. Like if I were traveling and I knew that there was a rock climbing gym, maybe that's something I would do for a half a day just, you know, just to get a little bit of sweat on. Yeah, that's a great idea. As I never thought about that. But as these regions and cities are developing, a lot of them are going to end up with those kind of places. And you touched on one here that I've actually never used, but I'm I'm going to try them, are these TRX cables. I listened to a podcast recently where, yeah, you can travel with TRX cables. You can connect them to any door. And if you really like need that workout workout, um, apparently that's a great way to do it too. So yeah, you've, man, you've just mentioned pretty uh, cool things. Sticking with jogging, um, 
it's not always possible in every city and a lot of cities in Asia, they haven't built with parks in mind. That said, last time I was in Hanoi in northern Vietnam, I had a really nice jog at Union Park and it would be a couple kilometers around it. Really nice couple little bodies of water. And again, it's just I love jogging in places. You just kind of see how locals do it, even how they dress for exercise. You'll often see people doing Tai Chi or other local kind of things. So yeah, this will be on the Google map on the show notes. But uh, Union Park in Hanoi is a pretty good spot for a walker for a jog. Yeah, for me, I think you, that's a good advice to stick to the parks because I, I can't imagine like jogging around the streets of no. Hanoi or <laughs> no. Ho Chi Minh City because because no. even the sidewalks, they're driving motorbikes on the sidewalk too, you know. Yeah. But I do remember now we mentioned climbing, that there is a climbing gym in Ho Chi Minh City. Hmm. Um, otherwise, I, I just think that like, you know, Vietnam has lots of mountains. There must be some great hiking, biking, kayaking. Um, I, I was just thinking about that because I don't know any specific advice for people to, to hike or get outdoors or do mm-hmm. some like good adventure sports. But but it, going back to the footwear thing, like just make sure you bring some good footwear because I was thinking that when we went to uh, Borneo years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my ex Nat, she had a brand new pair of North Face shoes and the sole blew out in the middle of nowhere and there was nothing we could do about it. And you and I on our motorbike trip a couple months ago, you had a blowout <laughs> with your footwear. I did. Um, so I, I was thinking just bring duct tape. People Bring some duct tape if you're going hiking in some remote areas. It duct tape that is a wonder. And someone showed me is actually what they do is they take like a pencil and they wrap some duct tape around the pencil so they don't have to bring the whole roll. So just like a little stick or something, yep. and you wrap some. Around. I put it on my mini maglite. Yeah. I put it around my mini maglite. Right. I don't have any, but you know what? You're right. I lost my entire soul on my hiking shoe while dirt biking. So hmm. Well, we're going to move on to Laos now, and and I mean a lot of mine are just jogging, but I think these are great to know too. Is that um, I love jogging along the Mekong River in Vientiane, the capital, and basically they have like a paved road that runs along the Mekong with some sidewalk. I prefer going the other way. So if you head west the paved road turns into a dirt road and you can just run to the end of it and back. And now if it's rainy season, it's kind of impassable, but you can uh, easily do eight kilometers one way if you put the whole road together. So I'll go out and generally do like kind of eight to 15. Some of it's walking, some of it's running, but as you get on the dirt road, it's really quiet and nice and people always smiling at you and you're along the Mekong. Like I just love that I love being along the Mekong River and sort of thinking about where it's come from and where it's going and the history of it. So yeah, I really love a walker run along the Mekong River in Vientiane. Yeah, I think Laos is like the opposite of, of uh, Ho Chi Minh or Hanoi, where like you can get out and run on the streets there, and it's going to be a little bit more. Uh, calm because mm. for me i used to spend a lot of time in long prabang and, and i like riding a bicycle around long prabang but for me that was like relaxation if you're breaking a sweat you're doing it wrong you know <laughs> yeah um at the same time like you know there's some really good uh, river kayaking mm. in laos um I, you know i know adam from grasshopper do they operate in laos i believe they do but don't i, I know they did and i yeah. think they still do there must be some great mountain biking and, you know, like Laos is, is such an undeveloped country. Um, there's so much natural beauty and there's lots of mountains, and there's lots of rivers. There must be some great adventure tourism there. We, we you know, we had Paul Eshu on uh, to talk about uh, some kind of things up there, but like an adventure tourism across the region episode, I think we should do. Uh, agreed. That's a great one. And and sticking with that kind of theme, we're going to move into Thailand where we have a lot of suggestions and, and mostly probably because we've just spent more time here. But I just came from 
from uh, Chiang Rai, the northernmost province in Bangkok, last week. I went up there mountain biking. And if you are not even like a hardcore mountain biker, you can rent a bike in the city and head southwest to what's called Rai Bung Rot. So it's a big piece of land, farming land, owned by the people that make beer sing. And they've kind of developed it into a bit of a, a park, you know, just for people to go. There's a little zip line. But that all that farmland back there has all kinds of dirt roads uh, through the fields and you can really easily just ride your way around there and kind of you see mountains in one spot and then like a little mountain sticking out another so it's easy to orient yourself so as you're kind of riding out there um, you never can get too too lost as long as you just at the beginning stay oriented to where a couple little uh, limestone mountains are and riding out there is is a really really good one yeah how about you uh, Trevor yep for me, as for northern Thailand, it's kind of like Laos for me that, you know, if you can find a good organized trekking outfit or like a place that rents good mountain bikes, like you suggested, uh, there's great opportunities for like getting a sweat on just while you're doing some sightseeing and some natural beauty, right? But I don't offhand know any particular people to endorse, mm. but uh, there's probably lots of good uh, opportunities to hike and bike. And, and again, like I would do that because that's like the, the thing to do up there not necessarily to do it because it's like active or exercisey. Yeah, no, it's the thing to do. It, it really is the thing to do. And, you know, sticking with bicycles, something I'm going to do later today, it's Sunday here, and uh, about four o'clock, I'm going to jump on my bike and I'm going to head over to an area called Bang Kachau, which I think we've mentioned before. It's kind of known as the green lung in Bangkok. It's just, um, if you're around Asok area, from Asok, you would head towards the river. There's a boat pier called Klong Thai Boat Pier, Tarua Klong Thai, and it's become really popular for cycling over there. Basically, there's there's no tall buildings. There's a lot of just little um, palm plantations and stuff. There's elevated sidewalks above canals. And I can go over there and easily have a nice like 25, 30 kilometer ride on quieter roads and canal paths. And they rent bikes over there. So if you're, you know, into something a little faster and you want to get a workout like I'm going to do, or you just want to cruise on a like a bike with a basket. Uh, there's a market over there on the weekend. Bangkok Treehouse is a little hotel where you could stop and have some food. But Bang Kachau is an easy one to get to, easy to rent bikes, and they've got little maps. And I, I think that's a great, great one for visitors to Bangkok. And there's all kinds of companies that do tours of it too. Yeah, you know, I did that bike ride with you once, and that's great. I have my own bike, uh, but it is great that you can rent them. So mm. that's a really good tip for uh, visitors. But for me, like, you know, lately with the pollution i'm reminded of uh, one of my professors when i lived in los angeles in the 1990s um if you want to exercise in bangkok during the day you're better off sitting inside and smoking a pack of cigarettes <laughs> um but i know that that's uh that's just a seasonal thing maybe uh but uh you know otherwise i used to be a member of the soy klong racket club mm -hmm. uh, which is near samituate hospital that's Sukhumvit, a good one. 39 49 area yeah uh, they have all sorts of racket sports. They have rock climbing. They have all sorts of fitness equipment and everything. Uh, then there's like virgin active fitness centers all over Thailand. But mm. I don't know if you can just roll up and buy a day pass because those are kind of the California style hard sell gym membership thing, you know. Yeah. But uh, certainly in Bangkok, I think, you know, Soi Klong is great for people just looking to spend a day like climbing or something like that. Um, again, I think we mentioned climbing uh, all over Thailand in that rock climbing episode we did with yeah. Jojo recently. Um, in the south, you know, Riley Beach obviously is a great place 
place for rock climbing, but there's a lot of good climbing around Thailand that's good. Uh, and you can rent equipment like shoes and stuff like that as well. Yeah, and you know, I'll throw one in that isn't on our notes, but I live close to Lumpini Park, which is kind of the city's main park in the downtown core. And that, even just for a, a stroll in the morning or sundown, is as great as a visitor. You'll see people doing aerobics, Tai Chi. You'll probably see some monitor lizards. You might see me jogging. And there's also an elevated footpath from Lumpini to Benchakitty Park, which is over near Asok. It's about 1.3 kilometers, and you can walk without cars between the two. So I really love them. Um, but shifting gears, and you mentioned the south and climbing, is whenever I've been to Aonang or Riley Bay, which is on the sea in Krabi province, I love just renting a little, you know, sit on top kayak and kind of paddle along the cliffs, along the shore, say at sundown. Uh, the tide is low. You can sometimes like kayak between like a little something that becomes like a cave connector between rocks but i think it's like six dollars an hour or something and and down that way it's yeah you just easily paddle along the cliffs like that is one of my favorite things to do in all of thailand yeah there's some great kayaking around thailand even on tau mm. um you know like paddling or not necessarily all the way around the island but paddling from like some of the main beaches to some of the more remote beaches is pretty cool okay um otherwise you know i mean the water quality around Krabi Riley isn't so great these days, but because uh, I like to swim and I like to swim, swim, you know, like swim for a kilometer or two in the ocean. And mm. one of the best places I discovered for people who like to do that is uh, Lamai Beach on Koh Samui. Oh, really? Um, that beach is about four. Yeah, it's about four kilometers long. But if you go to the southern end of Lamai, um, the southern kilometer, like the end of the beach is quite quiet there's not really any jet skis going in or out down there and they have a bunch of buoys that are maybe you know about 100 meters or 250 meters apart um, and so you can easily go out uh, it's deep it's calm it's pretty clean um, and you can do like a one kilometer swim and then walk back along the beach or swim a kilometer and go back the kilometer it's a I, I went and swam down there pretty regularly for a while uh, hmm. so it's a great place for ocean swims that's yeah. that's a great tip i wouldn't have thought that the water would be better at samui than down there but yeah you you really know that that's yeah. a good one well the last one for thailand before we move on is uh i'll get back to the mekong river again is if you're crossing to or from uh thailand in chiang rai province to laos in a little town called shengkong um i love again running along the mekong river there they have a nice pathway right along the river uh and you can get in about a kilometer and a half each each way so go back and forth a few times super peaceful you run past a couple temples and as it's on the river's edge it's kind of steep so actually what i'd sometimes do is jog and then run up the stairs to the temple and back down a couple times throw those in but that's that's really nice at sunset and then just slide right into a, a riverside bar for some beers yeah so that's kind of the last one for thailand and then uh, i was thinking about you know where else have i been and done something active and i realized uh, china i was in beijing the other year and these things are starting to pop up other places but mobike and ofo these are basically these little kind of app um, app managed rental bikes where you've got to set up an account on your phone with the app but then they're just these bikes that are say all yellow or all orange and anywhere you can just kind of unlock one you can jump on it ride around and then you just when you finish you close the app and the thing locks and when i was there i rode around the new central business district around chaolang and santilam areas where the embassies and funky shops are but it was a really cool way to explore 
you know, probably more than I could have on foot, like like good 10, 15K on these little rental bikes. It was, it was really sweet. Huh, that's a good tip. Yeah, for me, again, when I'm in places like that, like when I was in China, like you really have no idea how to get around. Mm. You know, it can be tricky navigating like public transportation or taxis and stuff. So, so this would be a good example of like where I'm just going to spend like hours walking every day. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not necessarily a speed walker. Uh, some people say I walk fast. Some people <laughs> say I walk slow. But, yeah. you know, if you walk around a city for four or five five hours and and sometimes all like when i was in london recently i i walked all freaking day you know mm. so like uh you know i enjoy walking to explore cities and and china is certainly a place where you might end up doing a lot of walking uh if you can't figure out how to get from a to b yeah you've hit on my favorite i i always like to kind of pick something far away like i remember the first time i went to tokyo i said i'm gonna go to budokan and i saw it on a map and i just started walking there but yeah it's, you take hours to get there and you see so much on the way. So just walking is great. And which then, uh, you know, makes me think of some time spent in Kyoto. Uh, we've talked about over tourism and Kyoto is a really strong contender for being one of the most over touristed places. That said, um, renting a bicycle and riding around Kyoto, like um, there's a little thing called the Philosopher's Pass, which runs um, along a little stream there and connects to a great trail network along the river in Kyoto. And then you can also cut through the Imperial Palace grounds, but it's real easy and fun to, to uh, cycle along Kyoto. And they have beautiful paths, again, along the river and then kind of on the east side and stuff like that. Like that's a real winner to me, like super, super fun. Yeah, again, Japan for me, kind of like Beijing, where like, uh, you know, it can be tricky getting around. Taxis in Tokyo can be kind of expensive. So again, I'm for the like walking, just, you know, get a map in the morning, pick some place like you mentioned that you want to go check out and then just walk for hours. Tokyo is a great city to walk just because you're going to discover amazing things all over the place. Yeah. And I'm going to just go completely to a different part of Asia, but throw in a quick one that I've mentioned on, I can't remember what episode, but uh, in Southern Sri Lanka, there's a place called Willegama and it's just good to learn how to surf. It has a soft sand bottom instead of coral, little white water and rollers, which you can try surfing. But surfing in Welegama, my wife and I had a blast there because, again, we weren't worried about like getting ripped up on coral and we didn't really know how to surf. But that was just something really fun to try. And again, beyond the activity, it was fun because there was other Sri Lankans around and you kind of exchange laughs and smiles. And I guess that's what I like about all these things we've talked about is, you know, when I, I think of jogging in Phnom Penh, something I was doing a month ago is if you walk around Phnom Penh, people are constantly saying like, hey, Tuk Tuk, do you want to ride? And they're trying to sell you stuff. But when you're out doing an activity, people don't try and sell you stuff while you're doing that activity usually. And you can just without getting stopped and in long conversations, you just exchange smiles. And I always like to make an effort to like nod or wink or like smile at people or even say hello as I'm going by. And you just get so many smiles. And to me, the connection you can get while doing these things is, is really great. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned uh, surfing. So obviously like Bali and mm. Indonesia is one of the top destinations uh, for surfing and a great place to learn. I like uh, the Sarangan Island on the South uh, Peninsula there, uh, or, or just to, you know, near uh, Nusa Dua. I think we talked about uh, where the best place to learn to surf is just mm. you and I one time, but uh, obviously surfing in, in Bali, but also hiking. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, Ubud is like Kyoto, an incredibly over-touristed place, um, but there's lots of little trails right around Ubud. And so there's some really cool little day trek treks that you can do um, that aren't totally untouristed, uh, but, you know, even hiking around the volcanoes, um, provided they're not currently erupting um there's some really great there's some really great trekking um around bali that you can do on your own as well as with uh, an organized tour company 
Um, of course, again, like people could always email us, like you mentioned earlier. You know, some people listen to episode 44 about the day hikes and they thanked mm. us for the tips. Uh, some people do email us and ask us for advice. And, you know, sometimes we're a little slow getting back to uh, them because we don't always check that email address that often. But, uh, you know, if somebody does want some tips for places to go hiking or surfing around Bali, you know, you can send us an email at talktravelasia at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, or check the show notes and hopefully we'll give some good tips there. Some We usually do Google Maps as well, which are pretty helpful. Yeah. And we'll have a Google Map again for this episode with all these uh, mentioned. You know, I'm going to just throw in a couple of Minmount and then we can wrap this up is just sticking with jogging. Like if you're in Yangon, it's a pretty built up city. It's not really conducive to to running around sidewalks, but you can get a, a, a jog in, and I'm going to say this wrong, I'm sure, at uh, Bogyok Park. It has a great wooden bridge walkway above the the water, and you could probably get like a kilometer and a half in that. So if you do that a few times, it's pretty nice. Also, I was up near Inya Lake, also in kind of the northern end of the city, opposite the Sedona Hotel. There's a couple pathways along that lake, and that lake is uh, where Ong Song Suki, I always say her name wrong, her house was. But um, you can string those together for about a kilometer and a half too. And so I got a, a a bit of uh, running in there, which was nice. And then, of course, if you're up in the ancient capital, Bagan, great place to ride a bike. Like, it's the way to explore up there. And so those are a couple ones I've, I've enjoyed there, too. Man, we've covered a lot of stuff in a short amount of time all over Asia, huh? Yeah, and, you know, I, I, we kind of blew off yoga. I don't know that it's necessarily an active pursuit, uh, but I had some notes that I'd written on a piece of paper earlier that I forgot to mention. The, here in Siem Reap, there's the Navutu Dreams Resort that has mm-hmm. some great yoga. Yeah. Um, I discovered a place earlier this year called the Hanche Bamboo resort which is on the Mekong River uh, in central Cambodia mm. that does uh, yoga and meditation and then on Koh Samui going back to Samui uh, the Tamarind Springs Spa they oh, do right, yoga yeah. courses there as well so uh, you know again the uh, Go to, your, go to the show notes at talktravelasia.com and we'll have links to all of this stuff. And uh, you can also go there and you can click on the donate button to give us some funds to our Patreon account. Uh, again, we're nearing 100 episodes here. Cumulatively, it's added up to quite a bit of money and it's been a great hobby and I've really enjoyed doing it with you, Scott. Mm. Uh, uh, if we if we're going to continue to to 200, it would be great if we had some financial assistance, and we appreciate all the funds that everybody has given us so far. Um, that's certainly going to go a long way to uh, continuing the show. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's been it's been good, and 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 please also suggest uh, new episodes. We've had a few people suggest uh, episodes to us, but uh, even if someone's like an expert in something that we haven't touched on, we still haven't really done anything in India. Right. Um, we mentioned that like adventure tourism. I think there's a lot of room to cover because there's so many things that people could do here in the region, um, you know, and, and give us some uh, inspiration to continuing making interesting new episodes. Yeah, this one's been fun. I guess I liked it just because. It's like, well, what do I do when I'm in places? And, you know, I don't do yoga, but you touched on that. And I talked to somebody that her whole thing is wherever she goes, she has her yoga mat. She looks for a yoga studio. And not only is it the activity, but she meets people. She meets locals. She meets other travelers. So it's a great way for that person to kind of meet people while traveling as well. So, yeah, I mean, this has been a ton of fun. Um, I don't have too much more to say on it except like, yeah, bring a few key clothes, bring a thing, micro towel. Um, yeah, and get out there and have fun when you're around. So thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for supporting us financially. We've spent multiple thousands of dollars uh, keeping this going. So again, thanks for showing us some uh, financial love. And Trevor, why don't you take us out of this thing? Yeah, 
thanks Scott for joining me. Uh, thanks everyone for listening again. Uh, you know the the number of listeners has continued to increase uh, over the years, and so I guess that's motivated me to continue uh, doing this uh, so that we can share our expertise with people. And so we're glad uh, that you enjoy it. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with a with a guest. I hope you know we've been trying to alternate it. We don't necessarily do so. We have some good guests lined up. It's just a matter of scheduling it. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom and Camp